94.7 Kumu Kokua, because Kumu cares. Okay, it is 7.59 on your Rise and No Drive show. And uh, in our Kumu Kokua segment, uh, we bring in Hawaii's leaders and experts to talk about the issues that everyone cares about and answers our listeners' questions. Today, we've got Pro Service Hawaii in our studio, uh, the state's largest and most experienced HR and payroll services provider, to talk about small businesses. We have 120,000 small businesses here in Hawaii, actually more than that, but that's mm-hmm. the SBA count. Uh, and with Pro Service Hawaii this morning, we have the Director of HR and Safety Training from Pro Service Hawaii. That would be Janina Abiles. Did I, no, did I say it wrong? I said it wrong already. Uh, say it one more time. Abiles. Yes. Abiles. I said like, it I wrong. Believe, <laughs> I believe. Okay, I believe. Sure I want right. to say it the, the like almost like the Filipino Spanish way, which is why I always said abiles, but because you are That's Filipino, okay. right? Okay. Yeah, yes. it comes from mm-hmm. Filipino. Yes. Mm-hmm. See, but now you got it in your head, so you're gonna say it like I that know. every single I know. time. I apologize. I will get it right. But she is a director of HR and safety training at Pro Service Hawaii, uh, here to discuss. Resources for small businesses. Good yes. morning. Good morning. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, can we give some background on Pro Service? Exactly what you folks do? Sure. Yeah. So we are an HR partner to small businesses. What that means is, if you think about what an HR department does in any normal company, we do that, but we do it for really small employers that don't have their own HR department, mm-hmm. right? So processing payroll, doing kind of HR consulting, training and development. Um, all of those kinds of things, Cause, benefits. Because that kind of stuff ends up taking up a lot of small business time or they don't have the time to do it, right? Yeah, or they don't have yeah. the expertise or they don't want to do it because yeah. who wants to do that stuff? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right, concentrating the thing it's, you do. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. what you got into business to do, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so, what, so what's happening at ProService in terms of how you guys are uh, supporting small businesses and why well, is that important? Yeah, so you know we, we already were an HR provider to 2,500 different small businesses across the state of Hawaii. What's happened in the last, it's been what, five or six weeks now, right? Mm -hmm. Is uh, what we discovered is that more than just our clients really needed our help. So where, you know, normally you'd be paying for our services, we really started opening up all of our resources, our documents, our eBooks, our tools, um, as well as a hotline so that any small business owner who has questions, concerns, needs assistance can get some help. Oh, mm. okay. Talk about that a little bit more. So, so you were saying back up here a little bit, and we will definitely get to the hotline. Yes, which mm-hmm. is like the lead of mm-hmm. this story. Mm-hmm. But what are these other resources online? Also, can you? So, gosh. Um, so we have eBooks. We have tons of on- online content. So we have eBooks on reductions in force, which mm-hmm. is going to walk you through, you know, the unfortunate side of how do you, ha- you know, have a decision about a layoff or a mm-hmm. furlough or or that type of thing, um, and what's that process look like? What steps do you need to take to protect yourself if you have to go down that path. Also, the difference of explaining what a layoff versus a furlough is, because I think people are sort of using them interchangeably along with uh, letting people go and mm-hmm. think, uh, the employee doesn't know what they all mean. So, and then the unemployment side of it too, which is yeah, the employee right, side, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we have eBooks on those topics. We have eBooks on remote working, which was sort of the first thing that happened, right? We all mm-hmm. started like, oh, we got to work from home, social mm-hmm. distancing, and so we have an eBook on that. Uh, we also have an eBook on the FFCRA, which was one of the new bodies of law that came out a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, and one that really kind of explains that along with sort 
order the CARES Act, which is another one of the laws that just came out. I was going to ask you about that. The PPP loans, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a lot of stuff. I I know. know. So was the hotline kind of like where, and this is a new thing, right? Which, by the way, before we get started talking in depth about the hotline, what is the hotline number? Do you know? I I do. Yeah, Yeah. of course I brought that. (laughs) Sorry, I don't know. I'm I'm not going to lie. (laughs) So the the public hotline is um, 468-6721. 468-6721. I'm writing Mm -hmm. that down. I'm going to post that on our Kumu Facebook as well. Yeah, thank you. But that's where businesses would start? That's where they would start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if they aren't already a client, so they wouldn't already have a contact, they wouldn't already have, you know, sort of a, a client success partner or an HR consultant that they're working with, mm-hmm. they would call that hotline and they could ask some very, they could call the hotline to ask just some very general questions. They could call to ask questions about unemployment, about layoffs, about just, hey, could I have a copy of a, a severance form or, or paper or something like that that mm-hmm. they're looking for guidance on? And the person on the hotline can, maybe answer a lot of their questions, but also might direct them um, to additional resources that so are out in the community. you're doing that as a public service then for we people. Are, wow, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, you know, I think um, our purpose has always been to empower businesses to survive and thrive mm-hmm. and be successful in Hawaii. And over the last couple of weeks, we found that it really needed to expand more than just to our clients because in order to really truly kind of save our local economy, mm-hmm. we needed to really expand that service and, and make it part of our community effort. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. great. Okay, yeah. uh, I gotta back up a little bit. So, because yeah. uh, I've been hearing this word furlough versus hearing the layoff word being thrown around. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of give people a ground level what that means? Sure, so by definition, laid off usually is defined as you're no longer employed by that employer, right? Mm-hmm. So that's truly like cutting ties. You're not going to work there anymore. In order to work there again, you'd have to get rehired, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. A furlough is unpaid time off, essentially, is what okay. it is. And that mm-hmm. can come in a lot of forms. So if you have hourly employees, you could furlough them just for a few hours a day. If you have um, employees who are going, you know, they've got enough work, but not really a full week's worth of work. You could have them work two or three days a week, mm-hmm. or you could have them off for several weeks or even several months at a time. And I think a lot of people think of furloughs as furlough Fridays, which folks might remember was like, you know, and uh, I think every teacher is listening right now. Is going, <laughs> right. Oh, I I remember that. Fridays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that happens in, in probably lots of states where, mm. you know, the government has used furloughs in the past. So people are sort of familiar with the term from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Okay. What, you know, uh, with that hotline, what are you finding that small businesses are tending to call you guys about the most? Well, uh, when we launched it, it was right around the time of, which of course it sounds like I'm talking about it like it was forever ago. It was like a week and a half ago. <laughs> it feels um, like that right, though, Right, it yeah. does. It's dog years mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Um, so when it first launched, I think it was very much around the time when the CARES Act was launching. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so the Paycheck Protection Program, the PPP loans were coming out and there was a lot of questions around the application process. How do I get in? What information do I need? What's a 941, which is like, you know, Uh, tax information. So a lot of those kinds of questions, which are not only HR questions, are sort of business questions, Mm -hmm. right, Um, that small business owners were asking. I think also the the 
the FFCRA, so the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, mm -hmm. um, put into place some new leaves. So people were wanting to understand, do I have to give that to, to people? How do I pay for it? How do I get my money back? So I think those were some of the more common questions when we first launched. Mm -hmm. I suspect the questions will continue to evolve. And and you guys were just talking about this. I think I was listening to it on the drive over, the, the potential new... Um, Funding. Yes, more money mm -hmm. coming for the so payroll protection. So if that yes. comes out again, then mm -hmm. I suspect we'll start to get calls about that as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, wow. okay. And 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 so you guys are as far as the payroll protection. So can you explain, especially for small businesses that may not have engaged with you folks or engaged with the payroll protection plan, how mm -hmm. that works? Yeah. So the payroll protection program. Uh, was part of the CARES Act. So the CARES Act was new federal law that went into place, I don't know, March 26, 27, somewhere mm -hmm. around there, right? Mm -hmm. And that that's a stimulus package that everybody's waiting for their check on, right? So the PPP part of that, the Payroll Protection Program, was specifically for small businesses, you know, approximately under 500 employees, um, funded through the SBA, so the Small Business Administration. And what that, that loan um, has been able to do for a lot of employers is give them cash. Right, give them a cash infusion that allows them to bring employees back to work. So people that were quote unquote furloughed, right? Mm -hmm. So people that weren't working for the last couple of weeks, maybe the doors are shuttered and there wasn't enough business, bring them back to work, keep them working, which, you know, keeping people working, keeping them, you know, roof over their heads, you know, food on their table type of thing is really important in this mm -hmm. type of economy. So that's really the purpose of that. Um, PPP. <laughs> How many times am I going to say PPP this morning? Uh, the PPP loans um, for small businesses is to give them the cash to keep their employees employed. Now, Got it. Uh, I've been reading, though, that they've been having some issues. Uh, a, they ran out of money within like mm -hmm. days. Uh, less than two weeks yeah. from the time the law mm -hmm. went into effect. Right. Mm -hmm. And then B, now they're finding out that these large companies found a way. Is it a loophole that was in the law that this happened? Yeah, I'm not a legal expert, but yeah, I think so. Because uh, it was based on the number of employees at a location. Right. So if you have, let's say... Um, a small business where you own three small restaurants. Yeah. And I, so I think that that's probably the example that I've seen in the news the mm, most is yeah. where the, it's actually a chain or maybe even a franchise yeah. where they have multiple locations. I think Shake Shack was one of them and yes. they actually mm. gave back the money, right? It was like $10 million, yeah. but I felt so bad for the small businesses because Hawaii, I think, we seem to have more small businesses than anybody else. I. I don't know if it's just the the nature of the people that came here. Everybody said, "No, I need to make for myself and, you know, make a yeah. name for myself, make a life for myself." Yeah. And so a lot of them did that through small businesses. Mm -hmm. So now they're all just being crushed under all this stuff and I'm yeah, and you know, I, I did an interview. Um, so as part of our our sort of efforts, we've also been sort of interviewing and doing webinars and, yeah. and sort of learning opportunities for right for small businesses. Mm -hmm. I did an interview with Rich Wacker from ASB, and he's a CEO and president of ASB Bank. And, and we did some kind of unique stuff with them with um, a fast track loan process. Oh. So in talking to him, to your point about small businesses, he mentioned that what was actually really great though about this PPP loan program is Hawaii was able to secure um, a higher percentage of the, that loan money than we actually represent in GDP oh. within mm. the United States, which mm. was kind of cool because right, yeah. that means that we actually ended up getting you more know money, yeah. slightly, slightly disproportionately yeah. more yeah. money yeah. than maybe some of the other states. And he his belief is that it's because 
we were able to secure the loans quickly and all the local banks were able to process them so fast, mm. which is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I understand correctly, the way that this payroll protection program works is that basically if you are a small business and you get this money through this federal program, you have to turn it around immediately to help pay for your employees to stay on the payroll or else it turns into a loan. But if, it, if you use it right away, then it's a forgiven loan, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's yeah. a lot of rules, which mm-hmm. I, you know, we probably don't need to go over I mean, that I'm just, details, yeah, I'm just, right? but, I'm just speaking yeah, kind of generally. Yeah, there's a lot of rules yeah. around the loan forgiveness, but yes, you're mm-hmm. right. So mm-hmm. if you spend a certain amount and within a certain amount of time, um, then you can get, you know, kind of maximum loan forgiveness. And if not, it turns into a loan. But honestly, even the loan, it's only a 1% interest yeah. rate. Oh. And, so that's, and it's six months, uh, no interest and that kind of thing. And yeah, yeah. Six, I think mm-hmm. it's six months deferred yeah. payments. Deferred and, payments yeah. and then it's actually due at the end of two years. Okay, okay. Yeah. That sounds very, that's that's doable and so helpful for, I'm thinking about, you know, the many like like sole proprietorships and, and these really, really small mm-hmm. businesses. My family works, uh, for years we've done uh, organized craft fairs. Mm-hmm. So there are all these like, little cottage industries, small businesses that have just one or two people, but that can really, you know, like they under five, under 10, right. um, that can help keep people on the payroll. And cash is yeah. the lifeblood of your business. So mm-hmm. you need it in order to kind of keep everything running, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. 94.7 Kumu Kokua, because Kumu cares. Continuing with Kumu Kokua, we've got Pro Service Hawaii in the Kumu studio, and it's Janina Abelis. Did I get it right this time? <laughs> she got it right. Yay! <laughs> Talking about support for small businesses, we have like about 120,000 plus uh, small businesses here in Hawaii, right? Yeah. Yeah, considered kind of like the engine, the unseen engine mm. of uh, Hawaii's economy. So, um, yeah, and we're talking about uh, some of the ways that Pro Service is supporting um, our small businesses. By the way, if you are just tuning in, uh, we welcome you to, uh, you can call us with your questions uh, for Janina, or you can also post them on our Kumu Facebook. We have a live video running at the same time. Uh, so, uh, we will get to some of our listeners' questions in a moment. But if you can, um, uh, Janina, I did have a question about um, also for businesses that are having to adapt to working at home. Mm-hmm. If you have, if ProService has uh, advice for for businesses that are having to convert over to sending their employees home, it takes a level of trust, a level of technological support. Uh, you know, do you guys, um, uh, uh, are you guys supporting businesses as they make that transition? What kind of advice? Yeah, so we, we do have a remote working guy. We mm-hmm. also did, when we first started doing this, you know, it was like six weeks ago, mm-hmm. March 16th, I think, was when we first started working from home. So we did some webinars on remote working just to guide people on not only how to just be more effective and be, you know, successful working from home as an individual, but also as a manager or a leader. If mm-hmm. you are managing a remote people, you're so used to being able to have all those um, hallway, I used to call it halljacking, when you'd be walking down the hall and somebody <laughs> would, right, um, have that hallway conversation. Mm-hmm. But those those connection points are so important, especially mm-hmm. in this culture, right? Yeah. So um, we do, we have those guides. We recorded those webinars, so those are available on our website as well. Um, we don't provide the, the technological support to businesses, um, but certainly if you talk to any of our employees, we can tell you what we think about, you know, go to webinar and Zoom and, you know, kind of all of those things. Um, but yeah, it is. It's so important to, to learn to adapt um, 
because it is different. And we're so used to being able to have those face-to-face conversations and see people's facial, no, maybe you guys are used to not have always being able to see everybody's <laughs> yeah. facial expressions, but the rest of us are used to, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. used to all of that. Yeah, yeah, so, no, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what are the pitfalls? I mean, it, when you're doing like a, like a, a work from home kind of an arrangement, what do you think are the common pitfalls for both the business as well as for the employees? We talked, I know you touched on the not having those touch points every day. Is there anything else that you think people should watch out for? Yeah, there's a lot of things. Well, so on the employee side, um, even before, you know, working for ProService, I worked from home for years. And I think certainly one of the dangers is the lines blur. And you just Mm. work, 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 because you don't have to actually physically get up and go out to your car and leave or come home. It's easy to just work, you know, extraordinarily long hours, which Mm -hmm. sometimes needs to be done, but it's also not healthy to do that every single day, all day, right? On the employer side, I think it's easy to get disconnected from your employees and just to kind of forget because you're just sort of heads down plugging away forget to check in with people and see how they're doing and you know all of that so mm. i think those are probably some of the common pitfalls um of course you you also see all these like funny stories about somebody on zoom and then like what happens behind their head and you know they're they're half naked <laughs> yeah, uh, you know children yes indeed yeah i i, I have been uh, guilty of not well running I, around in your house no just wait, sort of like you know like this is but uh, uh, clothing on top and <laughs> i don't think we want to go bad. there with the show not, not in a business um, call though just, uh, a zoom, just a fun okay, zoom call with okay. friends no i would not recommend that for for businesses anywhere but uh, it, it, that's a joke even in uh in broadcast media i think we joke around about how you know if you're not going to be seen by the public you can just do whatever but what you're saying is that it's not I'm thinking more about not, steve uehara yeah sorry sorry well, steve, I'm sure, calling so, you on, justin cruz does that yeah, too justin cruz, well yeah. there's yeah. been a lot of talk yeah. about that right because yeah. you're on camera from yeah. waist up so exactly. it's business on a time yeah, yeah. yoga pants on yeah. the yeah. Exactly. It's hot, man. It's hot that's in the studio. That's what I'm referring so, yeah. to. Yes, okay. exactly. Okay. Yeah, you just, you, that's, that's the part you should have led with. That's so much to, you know, wearing no clothes. I didn't wearing. say no clothes, just like shorts. Like that. <laughs> Believe in she, me a little more hey, than she that. Was, she was looking at me the same way I was looking at her. Like, wait, where are we going with this conversation? Right <laughs> and now? for the record, she is wearing pants. Right I know, now. I know. I, I can we're, see her legs yeah. from here. We got, we got the HR person going. Um, I don't know if we can. Anyway, Yeesh. but so, actually, that 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 brings me to a question about so when you are conducting business from home, besides the fact that you are uh, having to keep parameters on your hours, it's also a good idea to maintain some kind of professional decorum in your calls in your in your communications can you touch on that a little bit also yeah, I mean, I, to your point, I think it's mm-hmm. um, it, it's everything from, you know, making sure that you're sort of set up in, in sort of your space. And, and, you know, we all live in different types of circumstances. Not everybody has a full-on home office. Um, I've been joking with my team, like, I don't have a desk at home. I wasn't set up for that. Mm-hmm. But so it's, you know, I'm sitting on the futon or the mechanic's stool or, you know, using a little side table as a desk. But um, trying to set yourself up so that you can have access to all the tools that you need. Uh, we use Zoom at work, so in case of, you know, you live in a really small place and there might be people walking behind you, we have, you can use virtual backgrounds so that everybody won't see what's going on behind you so that you can keep sort of that that little sense of, to your point, kind of mm. professional decorum. But I also think that it's forced all of us to be maybe a little bit more flexible. 
where in the past you might have said, oh, it's not okay to hear your children or your dog or in the background. And I think everybody sort of had to realize like, well, you're going to have to just deal with that because everybody's at home now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, good point, good point. Do you have a, a moment to take some of our listeners' questions? They are sure. posting on our Kumu Facebook. Yeah. Um, okay, so one of our uh, listeners, uh, Davina, says uh, she's talking about an employer who laid off employees and then decided to change their mind. What happens in a situation like that? Are the employees eligible for unemployment? Because I guess with the with the Paycheck Protection Program, um, I guess some employers are going, oh, wait, 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 maybe I don't have to mm-hmm. lay you off. Maybe I can bring you back. What happens to their ability to file for unemployment and... How does that work? So when they were laid off, they mm-hmm. could have, of course, filed for unemployment immediately. And mm-hmm. there's additional unemployment, um, $600 right, through the, the federal, federal one. Right, yes. right. Mm-hmm. So How through they, the CARES Act. Do they lose their ability to, to get benefits for that time of uh, that period of time that they lost work? No, if they were unemployed during that time period, they should mm-hmm. still be able to collect benefits. Okay. You know, uh, the unemployment office is a little bit behind. I think everybody knows. Mm-hmm. They just, you know, they just got overloaded. We went from a very low unemployment percentage in the state to an extraordinarily high percentage. Mm-hmm. I think from 1.7 to like 30 something. Yeah, yeah. 37 percent. Right? Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the unemployment office has been a little bit behind. They're a couple weeks behind in making payments. But those folks who um, they should have been able to apply. They would be eligible. Now, of course, it's their choice if they want to go back to that employer. In this economy, I certainly wouldn't recommend that they don't. Yeah. Um, and when you go back, you know, they, they should, in theory, be able to resume their health care, which is really important because mm. we are in a global pandemic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, those things are important. Yeah. 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 No, no. Absolutely. OK, thank you for that. That that answer. I hope that helped Davina. Um, another one of our Kuma listeners, uh, James, is asking. So he is. Uh, he says he is a self-employed management company for three bars. So he has no employees, but he, he's uh, servicing three bars here. So right now he has zero income coming in. Can he apply for any business loans? So the PPP program, as you already mentioned, mm-hmm. has already run out of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know in terms of the, you know, Normal business loans are going to be a little bit different because they might require collateral or, you know, you have to kind of put something up. You have to have the right credit, et cetera. So he certainly could look into it. And I would encourage him to talk to his banker. Mm, You know, I think um, bankers and especially our local banks, they want to help small businesses. Um, But I would also say keep an eye on this new federal stimulus bill. Because if they decide to give additional funding, mm-hmm. then some of these PPP loans may be available again. Okay. So be ready, you know, gather all of your documents, have them ready to go so that you can apply if they open that back up. Oh, that's good Well, advice. I heard there was an issue, too, because they changed the document like 24 at hours. At 1230 bef- at night? Yeah. <laughs> oh, when, people no. are going, when people are going to apply, they, oh, changed wow. the, they changed the nature of it, the documents that you need to provide. Yeah. And then there was also a, uh, an issue, Something uh, there was something about there were certain people who were saying okay I need to have this exact amount like I need to know the exact amount and what was happening was the banks were actually going no 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 just give us a general idea of what you're talking about because then they can just plug that in but I think when you normally are asking for a loan it's okay I need this much money because I have this expense and this expense and these things and they were trying to give exacts Mm -hmm. and in the meantime all these other ones all these other uh, applications were going in so maybe uh, I don't know is that 
Is that a recommendation for other people? You know, I mean, if it is, if the money does come in again, just get the application yes, in. Yes. That's more of the key than the details of the the nitty gritty of, of what you're trying to yeah, provide. Yeah, because right? the bank, if they if you don't have the right document or mm-hmm. your information doesn't look right, you you may still at least be kind of in line to your point, right? Yeah. It's sort of like waiting in line yeah. for tickets. Yeah. And then you can always amend your application. Mm. Yeah. So okay. um, and you're right. The the loan the so the law passed on a Friday. The loan application came out on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. And then on Thursday night at like 1230 at night, they changed the application. Ah. And then the loans were available to apply starting Friday. So it was it was a scramble. Mm -hmm. It was a major scramble. Yeah. (laughs) And it was it was interesting, too, because I thought, well, that's so much money. Mm -hmm. How are they going to? But then you forget that it's it's a nationwide thing. It's not a thing of it's just for Hawaii. Right. So, yeah. And the way the process works, right, is the, the is Congress passes the law, and then they expect all of these various organizations, so the SBA along with the banks and you know FDIC or whoever, right? They all have to figure it out. So figure it out. You figure out the process. <laughs> you figure out what's the right process. You figure out the details, and then they make changes, and then you have to keep responding yeah. to those changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know we were mm-hmm. talking to Central Pacific Bank uh, last week, and mm-hmm. they were saying they had people working twenty four hours a day, yeah, yeah. trying to get yeah. those things done. It mm-hmm. is very complicated. Ooh. A lot of people, a lot yeah, of people needing yeah. stuff. Um, another question from one of our listeners asks about um, man- this particular person manages street festivals such as the Cultural Block Party, Cinco de Mayo. Uh, another one of our listeners, James, uh, says, uh, and those events are canceled this mm-hmm. year. Um, now, are there any grants or loans that an organizer of events like that uh, could apply for? We actually have, I'm thinking now about people who organize craft fairs, who organize events at the Blaisdell, and some of those are kind of far in the future but they normally are already registering vendors now mm. so they're they're doing business for an event that happens in the future that may or may not happen do they qualify for for any kind of assistance it's a good question i would think you know one they're going to have to be a, a legit business right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it can't just be you know joe schmo oh, and, right they have to mm-hmm. be a legit business they're going to have to have a tax id number um, but they would also have to show that they've actually had an economic loss of some sort or impact. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, like for like, example, like past years, perhaps like this is my usual pattern right. of income. So normally coming in I would have right income now. in the month of May mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of that's when we start selling tickets, and you know, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think again, if those loans get, if if there's additional funding that comes through, mm-hmm. then some of those folks might be eligible. Okay, would that then apply to people who are, let's say, for example, if they're involved? in some of those direct sales programs for example like um, I'm thinking like Color Street or um, you know what was that clothing line well they Lula Road doesn't happen anymore mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you know some I know of these, talking about. yeah these direct sales programs would they qualify now because their businesses they actually have to have you know they also got to do GT and you know get a tax ID and all those kinds of things so they are standalone businesses but now their income is impacted as well do yeah. they qualify for for loans and things I like that I don't know if those individuals usually do have their own actual tax ID mm-hmm. and business license and everything I think they're usually licensed under the the parent company Mm-hmm. I mean, they, of course, are supposed to be claiming that income, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know if they actually have their own, you know, tax ID and tax statements and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure, 100% sure if they'd be eligible. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
would they? I guess they could start by calling you guys and yeah. inquiring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's okay. a good question. I'll, I can ask that question okay. of some okay. of our folks that okay. are smarter than me. Because <laughs> I know a lot of moms. Just a lot of them. <laughs> there are a lot of moms who are who are you know who do things like uh, mm-hmm. sell essential oils mm-hmm. or they and it's an actual business that keeps some of them you know afloat. Mm-hmm. So it is a standalone business. So ninety-four-seven Kumu Kokua because Kumu cares. Again, we are talking with Pro Service Hawaii Janina Abeli. Director of HR and Safety Training from Pro Service Hawaii is talking about support and resources for small businesses. This has been really, really informative. And uh, while we were talking, I was just checking on uh, the statistics for small businesses in Hawaii. I just want to share this really quick because I think, um, you know, my, my family has had, we have entrepreneurs throughout our family. So we've run small businesses many, many years. And I think when you are a small business, often you just think you're just, you're one entity in this giant universe and you you don't think that maybe you're all that important. But here in Hawaii, I'm just looking up numbers uh, with the SBA. And here here in Hawaii, we have 126 small, 126,000 small businesses representing 99% of the businesses in Hawaii, employing 267,000 people. That's half of the local workforce wrapped up in our small businesses. So this is a major, major thing. Yeah, it's uh, extraordinary. Yeah, mm-hmm. really, really. And so what you guys are doing to support that segment of our economy is really, really important. Why are you guys doing this? Because it's, it it's extends beyond your clientele it does yeah Yeah, it's a good question um because we care it's that simple Mm -hmm. you know i think uh, again i think i said it before our purpose is to empower employers to succeed and we normally do that by providing hr services to our clients Mm -hmm. but in the state of affairs that we have or you know that's developed over the last few weeks it really became i think crystal clear in particular to our our president and ceo who you may know, Ben Gatsi. I think it became really crystal clear that it has to go beyond that. We are not going to um, make a big enough impact in what's happening right now in Hawaii and in this economy by only serving our clients. So we decided to really just start extending our services beyond that mm-hmm. um, in hopes that it'll help. Thank you. Thank you for I, I, speaking for business owners across the state. Absolutely uh, grateful for that. Can you uh, reiterate one more time what, what people, like in a nutshell, what people can access through you guys? You, you talked about like the online yep. ebooks so and things like that. First thing is we have our website. So proservice.com slash coronavirus, which is where you will find some of those resources like the ebooks. So ebooks on things like reductions in force, unemployment, the CARES Act, the PPP loans. Um, the FFCRA, which is the new Families First Coronavirus Response Act, understanding all of that, just helping people to navigate through it. Uh, the 800, not 800 number, um, the local hotline, <laughs> I'm calling it the 800 number, uh, 468-6721, that is our hotline number for the general public to call and ask questions about any of those topics I just talked about, just any kind of HR type topics, understanding even just the difficult, like how do I have a conversation if I do need to furlough or lay off somebody or can I bring them back? I know you guys were talking about that a little bit earlier as well. And what is going to happen to them if they have to go on unemployment and, you know, all those kinds of questions. Mm-hmm. Our hotline can help people through those really difficult, you know, circumstances. Oh, fantastic. One other thing too that's interesting is pro service, as big a company as you are, you are actually kind of a small business. We are, yeah. Yeah, we have. You're, it's funny because you're a small business that's sort of helping small businesses. And so you are being as affected by this as anybody else. Absolutely. Right? We have about 300 employees and, mm-hmm. and we have had to lay off and we are using furloughs actively to protect the business for the long term. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Man. So, man, you guys are being affected as well. Okay, so when people are calling you, folks, they're, <laughs> they're talking to a business that is also mm-hmm. going through this situation. Absolutely, yeah. in a very yeah. real way. Okay, right, definitely. All right, so I will post that link on our Kumu Facebook. It is again proservice.com slash coronavirus. Yep. Is that correct? Yep. And the local hotline is 468 6721. Correct. Is that right? Okay. <laughs> Anything else you wanted to add, Janina? This has been really helpful, I think, for our small businesses here. No, I mean, again, I think, you know, businesses have to just be really smart about cutting costs and, and being really careful, thinking about not just the short-term survival, but thriving in the long term. Mm-hmm. You know, keep an eye on the news and, and listen, because I'm sure you guys will be paying attention to whether or not we get additional funding. Because if we do, we would like all the small businesses here to be in line to get and succeed cure those PPP loans, whether they call it PP or they rename it to something different for the next round. They're probably going to because it's government. <laughs> right. They can't call right, it the same right. thing. And they're going to have not, a new form exactly. that comes yeah, out yeah, totally. at 12.30 the night it'll before. Be, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be, yeah, volume two. Right. It's be, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. But we definitely would want, you know, our small local businesses to try to secure those loans because that cash, you know, influx can really help them stay afloat for the next few weeks or mm-hmm. months if needed. Um, one other thing, real quick, would it, as a small business, would it sometimes be better to shutter for a little bit and then just try to hold on or you know i mean do they have to sort of just make that call on their own like okay it's is it easier for you to just shutter everything and just wait yeah wait a, a couple weeks and then open up or do you struggle and try to have one because i've seen businesses where there's one person working right. there's mm-hmm. two people working and the company actually has like 15 people mm-hmm. but they're just trying to keep it going and not close the doors because they feel like if they close the doors, then that's it. Yeah, it's a good question. I I think a lot of it depends on whether or not you're an essential business. Um, If you can keep some small stream of revenue, I would think that would be really smart. Better than nothing. Um, But again, in in terms of if you did secure, whether it's a PPP loan or one of the economic injury disaster loans, if you can hold on to that cash and make it last a little bit longer, um, I think everybody's waiting to see whether or not the stay-at-home order gets extended mm. or whether or not what quote-unquote essential services get expanded to define what is essential. Maybe, to your point, maybe some businesses that are currently not open can reopen, even if it's only partially. But any stream of revenue, I think, would be really helpful. At I think a lot like of this. women would yeah. be like, can we open up the hairdressers, please? <laughs> Anytime. And barbers, too. And barbers, right? yeah. Barbers. Although, yeah. Definitely, barbers, Although your hair though, looks fine, for Well, the thank record. you, thank you. But guys, guys, we can just go and just zap the whole thing, and it's fine. <laughs> Women don't really get that Flo-by option. action. Yeah, not even, not even Floby. People are just doing clippers, man. Just yeah, why boom. doesn't anybody bring the Floby back? I know. They have. They have. You just can't buy them anymore. Yeah, that's They're what I've heard. They're sold out on Flobies. Yeah. Yep. Thank you so much, uh, Janina Avalides from uh, ProService Hawaii, Director of HR and Safety Training. That's such great information yeah. for our local small businesses. And uh, again, uh, the website, um, we've got all the information, that as well as the hotline. We're going to post that on our Kumu Facebook. Again, it is proservice.com slash coronavirus and their hotline 468-6721. Yeah. Thank yes. you so much for having me.